Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I am Will. And Chuck is not joining us today. Actually, we'll see. He might he might hop on, but um, for now, he's got other stuff going on. More important things. Yeah, so we're we're not the most important thing in his life. Well, that's fine. Wah, wah, wah. Anyway, we are continuing on our journey through <laughs> the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Why do you laugh? <laughs> Just get into it, dude. <laughs> so, this is chapter four, entitled The Gathering Storm. Okay, so... This is the first episode that I could not watch straight through. I got incredibly okay. bored about mm. maybe 15 minutes in. And okay. I had to... Okay, I'll just... I'll do this later. I have better things to do. Like, it's... I didn't think that I was going to get that bad with it, but it's not, it, it, it's, I'm just going to say it. It's boring. Mm. It is incredibly boring. You've watched it once through, right? I've watched it twice so far. Okay. I, I okay. watched it once through in segments, and then when I got home from work this morning, I watched it again. Okay. So, <clears throat> I will say, um, I bumped into Chuck last night. And I started talking a little bit about the episode, knowing that he might not be here anyway. So I just figured he and I can just riff a little bit for, you know, a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just ripping on this episode because it, it basically it was like they took the whole like a banta and just kind of kept going with it. And like the, the corny goofiness and the way that they were just turning Boba Fett into a joke. And that's how I felt about this episode for a lot of it. But then I rewatched it again today and looked at it through a different lens looking for different things and i found a new appreciation for it because you know i just like all the way through kind of watching it all in its entirety mm-hmm. and getting getting out of it what i was hoping to get out of it so i didn't really care for it the first time and i'm like this is the worst episode and then the second time i watched it i'm like oh wait but it's going somewhere right now and there's certain aspects that kind of will say redeem the whole episode for me um, so that's kind of where I'm at now. It's funny that you mention, um, it's funny that you mentioned this episode primarily, you know, making Boba Fett kind of a joke. The point which I checked out was when he's in Jabba's palace tracing around that little droid. Exactly. I, I couldn't stomach that. Like that was, that's, that's that what, was, mm-hmm. that went a little bit over, over the edge for me. That's what he and I were talking about Especially with this yesterday. character, it's so, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just it just turned into a whole nothing thing, and then the droid just kind of turns itself off, and he throws it in the garbage. Like, okay, it's sure. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, that's where I was at with it. So, but again, rewatching it, understanding what's going on. Um, I, I've done this plenty of times where I've watched a movie and said I hate that movie, and then the next time I watch it, I'm like, you know what? There's some hidden gems in here, and it's actually not that bad. It, it redeems it for me. Freddy Got Fingered was one of those movies for me where I watched it and said, no, on, honestly, I watched it said, I can't believe I wasted $4 to buy this movie on VHS, previously owned from Blockbuster, if anybody remembers that stuff. You were mad. Um, you were it was $3.99. Spent 4 bucks on it. Dude, it was $3.99. I got it, watched it, and said, I can't believe I just wasted so much time watching this movie. The next day, I woke up, and I'm like, there was something that was kind of interesting. I watched the second time and laughed from beginning to end. Okay, so that I can understand, because if you're 
if you're a, a young teen in the late 90s, you're a fan of Tom Green because of the, that kind of crude humor that he had and just the age that we were back then. Like, that's perfectly acceptable for you to find something in that. I don't know if I would equate it to exactly what's going on here, though. Like, finding something that you would like. I don't know if I would do that because the character of Boba Fett, I, I still feel like if you found something decent in the episode, I'm happy for you. I still feel like it's a betrayal to the character, though. I, 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 mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm going to move on that. So, I don't know, comparing this to, to a Tom Green movie that you saw when you were 13 years old, completely different. No. I'm not comparing it to that movie. I'm comparing it to not liking something and then appreciating it after. Mm. That's the only thing I'm comparing it to. Okay. So, we start the episode off, and we're back in the back to tank. And it just has him fl- immediately. Like, he's right in the back to tank. That's where it starts. And it's a flashback to him riding the Bantha through the Dune Sea and scoping out the palace. We see some Weequay, Gamorrean, and Nikto guards. Now, it's funny because Weequay, um, I know them Captain Hondo or something, I think, from uh, Clone Wars. Anyway, I know you didn't watch it. No. But you remember, you remember in, in Return of the Jedi, there's those guys who are just, there's those aliens who just have really bad masks. It just clearly looks like a dude in a suit, like a, like a bad Halloween costume. Like their eyes are so sunken in, you can see them blinking underneath. They, had, they, they looked like Freddy Krueger with kind like of, ponytails. Kind of. The guy going like this. Yeah, at yeah, one point yeah, yeah, dancing. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are weak way. Okay. So here we see more of those Weequay guys going around. So they used to be like a whole group of pirates like way back in the day. Obi-Wan and Anakin dealt with them. And uh, Captain Hondo, who's actually voiced by Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings, you know Jim Cummings. He's done like every single like cartoon voice since 1980-something. Eh, um, he's done like Winnie the Pooh. He's okay. done like Pete from that Darkwing Duck. You know, it's that, it's that voice that's always done for everything. Um, anyway... He's done a ton of voices um, in Clone Wars as well. But anyway, I, I, just, I like seeing that they're, they're continuing to use not, not, not a lot of brand new species, but taking species that we've seen a bit and giving them a lot more parts. And we're like, oh, yeah, I remember them from this movie or I remember them from this storyline or whatever. So I'm glad that we see the Gamorreans, you know, the two pig guys there. And um, the Nyctos, we, we never really saw a lot of Nyctos in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe more in the prequels. Those are the, you know, they're kind of lizard-looking people. Those are the ones who with the bikers. Um, but anyway, blah, blah, blah. That's all just basic stuff. So Weequay, Gamora, and Nikto guards are, are who um, Bib has as his guards. So anyway, kind of cuts over. He's like, there's too many guards. And then we see, see him at nighttime near a fire. Now, have we seen this before where I know there's two suns on Tatooine, but there's three moons? I've all, I've all, okay, so this, this confuses me because of canon reasons. So mm-hmm. I've always considered them to be two moons. I never consider them to be two suns because oh. there is a line in New Hope. If there is a bright center of the universe, you are on the planet that is further, furthest from. So I never really thought of like Tatooine as having a, a sun. I've always thought of it as having two moons. Interesting. Well, you remember that, right? Here. No, I remember that line. Yeah. So I've always, he, I've always kind of looked but, at it like that. But he, he was saying bright center of the universe, not referring to it as the sun. He's just referring to it like a place where it's like there's a big dispurpose. That's what he was kind of getting at. Because obviously he's in a desert. 
There's, there's no way that it's not hot out there in the desert because of a sun. So, no. Then why even? No. <laughs> I think it you're reading. I think you're reading way too much line. into it. I think you're reading way too much into that line. I think it's just like I. I don't know. I've always and then just the the <laughs> visual the visual of like the two moons like sun like sun setting like in the distance or or rising or whatever is so iconic that I've always just like it's two moons. I've never really thought of. I've never really thought of a sun. But okay, well, if you're telling um, me there are, are three moons. To us, <laughs> <laughs> Those who are listening to us right now, please feel free to comment and let us know what you think. Are they two suns or are, or are there three moons or is that the case? I mean, we, we clearly see three moons in this shot. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what, what we see. Mean. Um, anyway, he's sitting there eating some type of fowl um, and he looks over and the bantha sticks out his big dry tongue and starts licking his lips. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he's like, oh, you must be hungry. Feeds it to him, and then he burps. It's like, yep, classic, corny, let's put a creature in here, character. You, you don't burp that quickly when you eat a piece of chicken. No. I mean, not when, not when you're that big and the chicken is that small. No. It's like, okay. But it's just there just so, just so the kids can giggle. Got it. Sure. He burped. Ha ha ha. Anyway, as he's sitting there, he sees two flares go up in the air. And at that moment, you hear music from the Mandalorian. And you go, ooh. That's when they shot the flares up. It was around the time when they when they caught up with Fennec. Um, when it was that guy who was like a backstabber, remember? He had the bounty hunter trying to make a name for himself. Yeah, this uh this this score becomes a little bit important later. Yes. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we see that pop up, we know that it's connected, and he goes over and finds Fennec left for dead. And then chapter four begins. So at this point, he picks her up. Now, it was funny because we saw that shot that was used in Mandalorian where he was walking up to her body. Mm -hmm. And it was weird because it's the only time we hear him walking and we hear like a sound of spurs. Because we don't hear that at all with him in this whole show, but only in that one scene. So I'm like, eh, that's odd. Mm. It's very odd. Now that I'm, now I'm connecting the pieces because what, what people were saying before when we first saw that scene and said, who is it? on this desert planet that would be coming up, and everyone's like, it's Boba Fett, look, he's got a cape. Look, it's Boba Fett. You can hear the sounds of the... or whatever they, they, that he makes when he's wearing his, his uniform. Yeah. Like, all these things that people were saying, and then we watch this, and I go, oh, it is Boba Fett, but he does not have the armor. No, um, no, no armor. So, <laughs> why would he sound like he's got spurs on his feet? I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to try to make sense of it. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm just going to move on and say, hey, we were right, it was Boba Fett, and just forget <laughs> that he didn't have his armor that everybody was imagining. Uh, I, think okay. it's, I, think, I think there's a lot... I think there's a lot being done with this show and with this character that's done, you know, solely for uh, thematic and nostalgia reasons alone. I don't think mm -hmm. there's much else going on beyond that. Like, there's, no, right. th th there's really no other reason. Right. So I, I do like when when we see things cross over, though, like a story that we once that we recently have seen and we're seeing how this fits on the timeline. Yes. So now that we're, we've been doing this whole back uh, flashback, we're seeing where this fits with the Mandalorian, the story that we we loved for the past few years. So now we know that there's eventually going to get to a point now that he has a ship, you know, that he is going to be searching, mostly searching for his armor. Um, but we're also tying in a lot more of what's going on in present day to this, because it's filling in a lot of the gaps, a lot of the questions we had. Um, mainly one of them is your question about 
you know, is is Fennec like just fed up with this? How long is she going to stand for this? You know, until she finally says, I want more and turns against him. But we're seeing some more build up here in, yeah. their, in the backstory that's yeah. making me go, OK, yeah, I could see that happening still. But I also see why she's there. Exactly. So. I was just about to say that. I think um, it, it would be really funny if our opinions about this kind of reverse right now. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. if you're saying that you could see how she would, you know, portray him, I'm I'm more leaning on the side that I don't think she will do that. I think there's a certain debt um, of gratitude going on between the two of these characters. Right. That's, that's right. kind I'm, of what I'm saying. I'm at I can right I now. can see it, but I, I see it a lot. I, I see it a lot less. I see it a know, lot just less now, because now now we actually have a, a reasoning and a backstory and what's going on, which. I mean, we were all expecting it was going to happen at some point, us to see how and why. Yes. Because it's, it's been a whole flashback. Yes. Um, anyway, he's there, sees that, runs over to her, picks her up, and he brings her over to a mod parlor, which I, I think it's great. It's like a tattoo parlor. Yeah. Like nowadays where it's like, you know, the young kids go get tattoos. Yeah. And stuff like that. But in their world, it's like, no, the young ones go there and they get modifications. They get like these extra things. When he shows up, you know, he's on the Bantha. And I actually thought it was kind of cool to see these characters there. I, I like what they did with them. It wasn't over the top. I mean, the goggles boy kind of over the top, but looked really cool. I liked that it was functional. You got the girl with the red eyes and the things on there. And yeah, it was nice that they had these little modifications. I was okay with that. Kind of reminded me of the, uh, hey, you want to buy some death sticks? Yeah. You know, scene from, that they, they introduce when you're starting to see just regular people kind of living in a club scene yes. in, clone, in Attack of the Clones. But they they went a little over the top with this entire scene where it did not feel like Star Wars anymore. It felt like pretty much like any other sci-fi, like cheap, goofy sci-fi. Because um, he goes in and he basically puts him down or puts her down. The guy's like, dude, you know, who are you? What are you doing, old man? Aren't, you know, get out of here. And he's like, listen, I need you to help me out. She's going to die. And he drops a bunch of credits down. He goes, oh, you should have started off with that. So then he goes through this whole... I call it a mod Taj. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so it's a mod Taj of him with his mechanical surgical arm doing all this stuff. And it actually looked really cool. But again, was very different than anything else we've seen in Star Wars. Not really. Think I'm talking about the way it was shot. Fine. But I, I will ask you to remember the, the, the final scene we see with Anakin and Sith. Mm-hmm. It was... Not a one for one, but it, it it's, it's it's along the same lines. Like they are rebuilt, yeah. like, like they are using machines and technology to rebuild a person. We've seen this before. Right. We saw Absolutely. it on a much lesser scale with Luke in his hand, and we saw mm-hmm. it blown way up in Sith with with Anakin. So it's not it's 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 not new. It's not unheard of. It's definitely been there before. But to your credit, like yeah, the way that it was shot was a little eh. But I was I was okay with that. Because we've seen something like this before. If this was just now introduced, like this was fresh, and we haven't seen anything like this since Luke, I, I'd probably have a really hard time swallowing it. But because we've been introduced mm. to this concept before of rebuilding a person from tech, no, it's like, absolutely. okay, that's fine. I, I'm thinking about stylistically, not so much them doing it. It's more about the style of this whole scene. The music in the background that was like watching like Johnny Mnemonic or something, it was like a, like a weird like old sci-fi movie. It just seemed out of place. I just find it really um, weird Star that you Wars. would say that after watching like something like Rogue One and Solo, and you're seeing a lot more of like the dirt and grime of what the universe is. Yeah, but here's the thing: the way that the Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian have been is they've always been more of a space western kind of feel. 
and this one is is very much jumping into a new style that doesn't seem to fit with everything else so it's it threw me off i'm not saying i don't like it right it's just it left it left me going okay they're really taking some liberties here and changing from from where they were before now we can also say that this episode was not directed by robert rodriguez as some of the other ones were it's directed by uh kevin uh Tancher- yeah I, I noticed that so maybe that might be kind of a reason why it's got a different feel to it a lot um a lot of the things that we might have issues with it we're like yeah that can be in there and then he does it and we're like oh that's very odd like i'm not chasing gonna, a little droid around i'm not well chasing the droid around i have a hard time yeah. with that's just that uh, to me that's a betrayal of the character but what happened here like with this whole mod taj uh type deal going on i don't have a problem with that i think i would be okay with seeing a lot more of this like show me the tech show me like the back alley you know type things going on in this universe do something a little bit different because the the space western feel that star wars has kind of always had eventually it's it's going to you know the 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 feel of that is going to wear off and you're going to want something new so why not just introduce it you know sooner rather than later true i think i think the music was just abrupt it might might have just been the music that <laughs> the, came, i like mean club seriously music going on yeah it was very it was very strange like when he first showed up to the place and they had like this undertone like bassy sound going you're like oh what's that about and then this happens and it's like i'm watching the matrix yeah you know? kind of so that's why I was like, I was just thrown off by yeah. that. And, and that's my understanding, the style, the feel of it. Just, it felt like something yeah. was like, whoa, way out of left field for it's Star Wars. It's an abrupt Wars. change. Yeah. It's an abrupt change in tone. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll give well, you that. When everything else is like dances with wolves in the background and then kind you get of. this, you're yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> anyway. So as he goes through this whole thing, they get this cool modification. I, I like the way it was done. I think it was just the feel of it with the music. Mm-hmm. He's, um, Boba's just like, aren't you going to close her up? And he goes, Phew. And cover all that beautiful machinery? Come on. Like, and I, I'm pretty sure that's going to go somewhere at some point, um, or if it already has. I know at one point she does kind of show that she was rebuilt. Yes. Um, when, when we saw it was at the end of um, Mando season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering if that's going to come into play at some point, because it seemed like that was set up for something that we'll see later on here in this show. Um, so after all this goes down, Fennec wakes up by the fire. And he's over there, and she's like, what's going on? Who are you? And he's just like, uh, drink the black melon. It'll help you recover. And I thought that was cool. He just kind of popped it open, drank it. Um, he, he explains I'm, I'm, the whole I'm situation. Even after, after that scene, I'm even more curious as to what the mod actually did. Because it, it looked mm. like it just like replaced a good chunk of her like internal organs, but she's mm-hmm. still eating. Like, Yes. Eh, what? Okay. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm I, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know the answer to this question. Like, what was replaced inside of this body? Please tell me. I'm curious. Well, maybe we'll find out. I, we'll I, find I, out. I hope that we do. <laughs> so as we're, uh, as we're going through more and more, um, yeah, we get to the part where they're basically talking about stuff where he's explaining what's going on. And, um who he is, what he did, and all that stuff. And she's like, oh, so I take it, you know, my bounty's pretty high. And, and, it's, and it's, you know, I'm worth more alive. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you are. She's like, well, I'll pay double my bounty. He's like, I don't want money. So she's just like, okay, like, what's the deal then? Like, he wants me to pay him a debt, of course. He, he owes, like, I owe him something. Okay, whatever, we'll figure out what this is. She's like, who are you? Says he's Boba Fett. 
She's in disbelief. Basically, Boba's dead. You know, no way. And he explains the whole story of how he got there, um, how he how he survived, how he was with the Tuscans and the speed bikers basically defeat like killed them all. And she's just like, wait, speed bikers defeated Tuscans. That's highly unlikely. That's a key point. Yes. Um, because obviously we know the whole thing has been a setup and there's more going on. So did I share with you my, my theory? Was it last week we talked about it? I don't know if I did. Um, but not, not so much my theory, but things I was reading about. Um, but the, the theory is the pikes are just a distraction. It's actually like, yes, the pikes are there, but they've never really been known um, through the EU and whatnot as any major threat. They've always been kind of a threat, but like kind of a, you know, like, oh, look at these guys. Like, mm-hmm. oh, here they are again. You know, like that's about it. So the theory out there is that Crimson Dawn is actually the big bad behind all of this. Okay. And that would be really cool to finally see some kind of, you know, reemergence of Crimson Dawn. Um, at this point, I, I would assume that Kira would be at the helm. I'm lost. Um, uh, Crimson Dawn. You know a lot more about this than I do. <laughs> Solo. Okay, okay. Dra- oh, Draden Voss. right, 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 right. So it's, right, it's the right. syndicate that's run okay. by Darth Maul. The yeah. syndicate run by Darth Maul that was headed by, you know, Vision there. Yeah. And um, then Kira took over. So, I mean, the fact that they made that and it didn't really go anywhere, I'm just waiting for them to start tying stuff in. And I'm like, dude, could you imagine, like, the best place to tie it in would be for Boba Fett to try, to try leading a family that used to be a crime family? That's perfect. So when, when the Huts were afraid, the Huts aren't afraid of the Pikes. No. But they would be afraid of Crimson Dawn. So that's a theory that's out there, and I'm like, ooh, that's not, f- not very far from unrealistic. So, so wasn't – it's been a while since I watched Solo, but wasn't – didn't he die? He died, but okay. Kira took over. Kira is alive. Kira's alive How and Darth Maul. How old would she be? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> At this point, older? <laughs> I don't know. Significant. She'd be alive. Well, yeah. Okay. She'd All clearly right. be alive because okay. Han was alive years okay. later. So yeah. Sure. Okay. So yeah, I guess so. I guess. Yeah. So. I mean, it's just, I mean it's just, it's a I'm, the only we'll reason see. I'm I'm gonna get on board with you for only one reason. They have to find a way to write Darth Maul back into the story. So mm. I mean, if this is uh, bear with Darth me, Maul, they Darth have to Maul find was... they have to find a way to write Darth Maul back into the story. We know he's alive. We know he's out there. We hang on, really. So he wasn't. Rebels. Is he that was killed? He was killed by Obi Wan Kenobi in Rebels, and I'm pretty sure that's canon. Okay, I. Then why tease him? I don't know. I don't know. They've teased him more than once. I know, but I'm saying at this point in time, he's not alive. I'm wondering if it, it, we're going to see it in Kenobi. I think Kenobi is going to show us. Um. Is going to show us that. Okay. I mean, I, sure. That's what we're going. That's what we're going to see. Him. Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, All right. But, okay. But I think here he's already gone because he already met up with Kenobi. And if they do that scene in Rebels in Kenobi, that's going to be amazing because it was one of the coolest scenes I've ever seen. I'll, I'll I'll give it to you. It makes more. It would make a lot more sense for him to show up in Rebels. But I mean, oh, I mean in Obi Wan. Yeah. I'm, yeah, you're right. In Obi Wan. My apologies. <laughs> No, yeah, but okay. still, that doesn't mean sure. that Kira wouldn't be at the helm still, or somebody would be at the, at the helm of Crimson Dawn. So, and then and obviously, Crimson Dawn is way more um, intimidating than the Pikes. Yes, 
by far. I mean, the Pikes this entire time is they're just kind of like, oh, I did this. Like, they didn't seem sinister. They just seemed like, we're just doing our thing, man. Like, but then they're like, they're gearing up. But I think it's because something else is going on in the background. I think it's a big redirection. I've, so, I, I'll, I, I've been, I mean, I agree with you that it's a misdirection. I've just always assumed the mayor. Yeah, but he's it's it was too obvious with him too. I think that's the he's, point. He's I, I think I think the mayor is is somehow tied in with Crimson Dawn and that's what it comes down to. He's a patsy for them. Okay. But that's Okay. I, you know what? It it actually makes sense because they're I had really an uneasy feeling last week. I didn't voice it because I it didn't just I think I was just tired last week. There has to be more of a reason that the huts would just up and leave the way that they exactly did. like hey mm-hmm. uh we're done we apologize we're we're leaving we suggest you leave too you know war is bad for business <laughs> goodbye uh, here's a gift sir and we're, we yeah, are take leaving this <laughs> we <laughs> take, wish you all take, the best exactly so <laughs> i was take our wookie too and i wasn't and i again i was i was absolutely exhausted last week when we um when we recorded everything so i i didn't yeah. think of it then but i did have an uneasy feeling i'm like eh, that's that's kind of odd yeah. so what you're saying yeah. right now of there being like a bigger threat out there sure i'm 100 percent on board with this Right. Yeah, and it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for them to introduce something else, especially since Crimson Dawn has never been touched upon again. That would be a perfect crime syndicate to be involved, you know, like over everything. But again, we shall see. So, at this point, basically, Boba's uh, or revealing his plan, his initiate or yeah, his initial plan, which is he wants his ship back. Now, hmm, we have to talk about this because there's been controversy about this for the past. 10 years or so actually ever since disney took over where they wanted to change the name of his ship because they thought that slave one was just too inappropriate i'm not even kidding there's been a whole thing about this and they even made the joke about it on on robot chicken he's like that's a nice ship you got there boba not a big fan about the name though you know (laughs) billy d right and so we hear it here um he doesn't say the name of his ship he just says my ship or he says my fire spray gunship is what he calls it. Gunship. My fire spray gunship. And he says it a few times as if he's like being paid by the manufacturers of this company. It's like <laughs> if I kept saying, hey, um, instead of saying I got to go get my I'm going to go get my truck. I kept saying, I'm like, oh, hold on. Let me go get my Ford Escape. I'll be right back. You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. or I mean, I'm like, I'm like, let me go get my Ford Explorer. Hold on. Hey, dude, I'll pick you up in my Ford Explorer and we're going to go for a ride like that's. Ridiculous. Now, if somebody said Mustang, okay, that's a bit different. Right. Maybe that's how he's doing it, but he said my fire spray gunship, and it okay. was just, it was a little, it was ridiculous because they, in, in so many different things, they've been avoiding, so in the toys that have come out in the past few years, they changed the name of the ship on the toys to Boba Fett's Starship. Okay. They won't even call it anything. Then, in Mandalorian, they just totally avoided it, so basically they left it up to this book of Boba Fett to finally just, like, come up with something, and he just goes... My fire spray gunship. Eh. It's so a cop I, out. Okay, listen. <laughs> I understand them not wanting to call it the slave one. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's twenty twenty one, times change, things change, and you have to be more sensitive to a lot of things that are out there right now. That I'm 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 perfectly fine with them changing the name if they have to. However, Disney's a multi-billion dollar company. You can't have a team of people get together and say, let's come up with a decent name instead of calling it fire spray gunship yeah well it's not even that it's not even that but he should say something like he could have a line could be a deleted scene 
where he says something like, you know, now that I'm I'm I have a new focus, I'm changing my name, the name of my ship. Sure. It's just, so it's not just, so it's not just disregarding the name of the ship. It's clunky. We've always known it was a slave one. Like, that's the thing is it's it's totally clunky. And every other part of the Star Wars franchise that like touches upon Boba or, you know, uh, or Django and the ship never says the ship's title because they've been avoiding it. And now it's just like thrown into the laps of of showrunners for Book of Boba Fett. Like, well, what do we do now? And they're like, ah, let's just have him call it a fire spray gunship. All right, cool. Let's move on. And we're all just going like, really? That's what that's what we got. Thanks. I don't know. It's it's tough right now with the cancel culture that we have that we're in. I mean, they had a whole show, Rangers of the New Republic, and now it's not happening because the main person in that show was let go because they tweeted some stuff that was unsavory. Okay. Great. I mean, even like we were talking about before, The Flash, you know, the character Ralph in The Flash, the elongated man, because he said something 10 years ago on Twitter, they said, oh, yeah, you can't be on this anymore. So they they just wrote his character out completely. When you're a multi-billion dollar company and you're having somebody represent your company, yeah. I know. I know, but it's just like the guy said something years ago. If 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 people knew what I said years ago, I mean, geez, you know, if if, if everybody knew that I broke your glasses when I was when we were seven <laughs> years old, people would look at me very differently. But they but they'd be like, oh, well, you were a seven year old. I think I'm, that's I'm the difference. We're not talking about seven-year-old people. We're talking about I know, you know we're talking I'm about just, people who were adults when they um had some really offhanded comments. Yeah. I've I've done very dumb things as an adult, but I've changed. I'm a new person, so whatever. It just it, it's just moving on. <laughs> um so <laughs> he says he needs a ship back. She's like, why do you need like why can't you just go in there and ask for it if it's you? He's like, well, I don't have my armor, and without my armor, I'm a little less persuasive. So, I would good say point. So. I would say so. Well, absolutely. It's just Uncle Fester running around with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> he's he good, looks like, but he, he's like... He, he looks like a prune that was left out in the sun too long. He, he looks horrible. <laughs> I, wouldn't yeah. be, I would not be intimidated by this person yeah. walking up to nope. me on the street. Not at all. Hey, not how you doing? All. Nice to meet you. I would. I'd hand him a dollar. Yeah, I would have no problem <laughs> greeting him and 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 welcoming him with open arms. He's no threat at all. Yeah. Well, she basically says at this point, "If I help you, my debt is paid." And he stops and he and he says this one line, which is very obviously open ended, right there. If that is what you wish. So, point being, by the time that the debt is paid, he's just like, "It's going to be up to you if you decide you want to stay." You'll stay. He's like, if that, is that, he's basically saying, if that is what you wish at that point, you know, that's, that's his little foreshadowing because it's a flashback. We know that she's sticking around. Yeah. So anyway, they go check out the, um, the palace. She sends out a drone to basically scan the whole thing around to get a head count. Um, he releases his Bantha and just says, go, go make Bantha babies. <laughs> and then this is where he gets into his whole thing. And he, and he explains, like, he's like, I'm tired of working for idiots that are going to get me killed. Like, that's why I want to do this. I, this is my plan. I want to take this over, and I'm going to run this place. And he explains that the Tusken Raiders took him in and made him part of their tribe, and he was ready to leave all hunting behind. You know, he's just, he's just done. So, so that's pretty much where he's at right now. He's just done with everything we knew him to be. So, fine. Y- you want to be done. You want to turn over a new leaf. You want to be a different person. Fine. 
I'm I'm really curious about all of these idiots that hired him to do jobs that would go, that were going to get him killed because he's basically talking about the empire and the empire has fallen. So what idiots are out there that are going to get you killed? Like it, it seems like well, others that he's worked for in the past. He was a bounty hunter not just by the empire. I understand that, but they were just one of his one of his um I'm, I'm saying this because it's really the only one that we know about that he probably worked for for a long, consistent period of time. True. So I'm just like, no, I, I, no, no, because we no because watch watch Empire again. They're on the ship and basically they get to a point where um, they're they're standing there and Darth Vader's like looking at all of these different bounty hunters and he's basically hiring each and every one of them. Right. Saying first one to get me Han Solo wins. But. He called them in. They weren't just, like, sitting there waiting around. Yeah, he called them in. That's why I'm, like, I'm pointing my finger at the Empire right now. Like, the Empire has fallen. I'm pretty sure that there are other people out there in the galaxy with a lot of money that would be willing to pay you anything that you wanted to do jobs like this. I'm, I'm just wondering, like, they're, they're, you're really going to... I don't know. Eh, what, it's, I, it's, what, it's whatever at this point. I really don't that's, care. That's but. always been a question that has come up a lot. It's like, was he, was, Dar- was Boba Fett actually working for the Empire, or did he just take a few contracts? It seems like he was working for the Empire. Who else would he be okay. working for? Uh, himself. Especially, as a free, especially as a during that period of time. Like, what other work would there be out there for you to, be, to, to have? Like, well, I don't think he was part of the Guild. Right? No, no, <laughs> but he's definitely... Maybe he was. I doubt we don't know. it. I we, that's what we all expected it. the show to be, was a, a backstory for him, not just like how he got out of the pit into where he is now. So it, it, he is, was, it is disappointing we didn't get if he was more part of, of a, the guild. If he was part of the guild, there would have been some type of dialogue between him and the Mandalorian in, in the last season of the Mandalorian that would have alluded right. to that, and there really wasn't. Absolutely. So, no. uh, yeah. But anyway... Um, so that their plan is now to, you know, look around, they see everything, they get the, the map of the whole place, and they're just going to time their patrol and then go in quietly. That's the plan. So they creep up to the place, they go in through the drain. She's got this tool. I, I, I couldn't see what it was in her hand, but it basically cuts through metal. That's handy. Yeah. Um, really so she handy. has this, she kind of slices through and the thing just kind of like sizzles itself down, rips, kicks the bars out. And then goes up to see these two droids that are cooking. Yeah. Now, um, I wish I looked it up to see what type of um, what what type of uh, model this droid was. But the "You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect." Droid is still working there at the palace, and he's cooking. And then you got this other one with a bunch of arms who's cutting up veggies and stuff like that. And as he's there, he's just uh, like, "What was that? It sounded like something." Um. And he's just like, oh, must be a rat. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's must, like, yeah. Um, so he's like, I'll go contact the rat catcher. Got it. So the one with the multiple arms, he goes ahead and contacts the rat catcher. The, the feisty little one goes over there. He's the sous chef, apparently. Um, he goes over there and takes a look and sees that the grate is moved. And he goes, I don't think it's a rat. So he gets taken down. The other one with all the arms is like slinging his knives like General Grievous. General Grievous, she, that's exactly what she, this was. I mean, yeah. She comes up and basically just from behind his head takes out her little magic wand thing again and slices his throat. Well, slices his throat. That sounds really, really murderous, but it's a droid. <laughs> Cuts yeah. the neck. It falls off. He's done. That's super easy. And then we get 
<sighs> this chase a scene, scene. I can I can only describe this as it, it almost reminds me of the scene in TMNT where it's Raphael as like the Night Watcher or whatever, like fighting with this tiny little alien. Anytime you have a big guy fighting with a like chasing a little thing around, it's just corny. It did not need to be in this. It almost felt like we were watching episode one. That's it's the Tom, best way I can describe it. It's Tom and Jerry. It's Tom and Jerry. It's yep. Tom and Jerry. That yep. a one for I'm pretty sure like if you went into the library of Tom and Jerry, you would find this exact thing. Like mm-hmm. they're running around a kitchen. Mm-hmm. The mouse is continuously getting the best of of the cat. Mm-hmm. Like this is mm-hmm. what it is. It's yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. So they <laughs> so they're running around. They have this stupid comical chase scene. And at one point, he just goes, where'd you go? Like, he's getting, like, <laughs> he actually yells out, where'd you go? Oh, um, the what thing's happened? running around, like, giggling as he's running, right? Was he laughing? The, I think the droid was laughing at one point. Anyway, so he goes up. Oh, come he, on. He, the, the droid runs through this, um, he, he runs out, runs through the, the oven that he's got there laughs his way through it, and then basically um, Fennec stands there at the door, stands in front of him, um, blocks him, and then Boba just picks him up, holds him by his throat. Right. And this thing is petrified. Petrified. His ears go back like a scared little dog, and he's petrified. And then he just starts sobbing, reaches up, and shuts himself off. Yeah. So that was that happened. Uh, and, and the funniest part about it is after that happens, Fennec looks at him and she's like, can we go now? And it's it's weird because it was like she almost was just like making fun of like this scene that did not need to be there. It's like, can we please just move on to a, a scene that's not stupid? <laughs> that's how I felt, especially the second time watching it around. I was like, wow, like that whole scene. It was funny. It was comical. Again, it was very Jar Jar Binks, very episode one. Um, did not seem like it, it really fit here. But anyway, I, that's to say the least about it. I have, n- I have nothing more to add to this. Right. Okay. It was ridiculous. So, yep. Through and through. <laughs> so they get around. They find his fire spray gunship. And the uh, Gamorreans arrive. Um, they fight them, and then as soon as they're done fighting them, basically the alarm is sounding. We got the Weequay, the Nikto guards come running in, and they have this big gunfight. The ship gets up in the air, and they can't fit the ship out. Uh, he can't even turn it around so he can, like, blow out the gate to get out, and he's just, like, ripping the place apart by, like, basically knocking walls down with his ship. So, if they were trying to be quiet about it, they've failed. Miserably. Miserably. Yeah. Miserably. So... They're up there. She's fighting all these people kind of hand to hand and everything. And at one point, she's like, close the ramp. She, with her sharpshooter skills, turns around, takes a shot, takes the counterweight off the gate. Gate opens right up and they fly right out. And there we go. So they get the ship back. The all fire spray while, this is all happening all while they were, con- well, not constantly, but there are two or three like gronies like jumping onto the back of the ship and Fennec oh, yeah. has to fight them off. That's what I was saying. Yeah, it was doing hand to hand with them. Yeah, it was really it was cool to watch, but there was at no point during this is there any kind of threat. So I'm just like, yeah, no, no, we're not even. No, (laughs) I think I think it's just we we know that like one on one, no one's gonna take Fennec out. No, so it's like 
I'm not really worried about that. Now, Neither am I. You sent you send Chrysanthemum in there. Okay, then that that's a whole other story. <laughs> so, anyway, they fly out, and then he just goes after the Nikto bikers and just takes them all out. I said it. I, I asked Chuck last week, do you think he's going to go full-on Anakin? Uh, 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 and that's exactly what happened. I was yep. surprised that it actually turned out that way. I thought it was going to be... I'm surprised, too, for Disney. Yeah. I thought it was going to play... Well, no, because I really don't have a problem with... I don't have a problem with it in that in that regard. I'm just I thought it was going to play it a little bit more. Like I thought he was going to be a little bit more strategic in the way that he did this. No, no he was just done. No, he was nope. just done, and he just <laughs> rode up on everybody and opened fire. It was yep. sure okay. Yep. And at that point, Fennec just looks at him and just kind of nods her head, like, yeah. "Okay, we're done okay, with that. <laughs> we're doing this. Sure." Um, but the thing is, he heads off to the pit to go get his armor. Now, here's the thing that that makes this it makes us kind of go. What are you doing? Like, we already know that the Jawas took his armor. He doesn't. I know he doesn't, but we know it. So, again, this kind of goes to what we've talked about before, where it's like, we know this, so there's nothing new happening here. So no. the rest of this whole thing about him going to get the armor, nothing is shocking us. It's, it's, but, it's, just, it's just for the scene. It's just thematics. It's just, hey, look at, honestly, what we, look at what we can do. Look at this wonderful CGI. This is amazing, isn't it? That's the only reason why this is here. I'm glad it's there because I actually really enjoyed the scene. Okay. I like the way that they introduced the Sarlacc here. So he goes over it with his ship, completely turns so they're facing it. So the, the, the windshield of the ship is directly over the hole, and he's looking into it with a flashlight. You're looking into the mouth of a Sarlacc pit. With a flashlight. In it, with a flashlight. Well, it's a spotlight. Whatever. It's, it's, it's a looking, very small light. It's a very small. Sm- like I was, I was like light. expecting like, like a glaring light. No, it's like this yeah, very. Yeah, see sm- everything, but no, no. If you saw everything, then that would take away from what happens here. The flashlight. Say, the flashlight on my cell phone emits more light than this little <laughs> thing did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I will definitely say that the jump scare in this scene was actually really well done because even the second time watching it. I jumped. Oh. They did a really good job on it. So, I mean, to add that, even though you know it's coming, you don't know when it's coming. It's like, oh, my God, what song was it? Holy Diver by Dio. Um, I remember sitting there one day, and I didn't know it, it was a minute and 20 seconds before the so- song started. Mm-hmm. And I was driving home. It was really late. And I just hear the, you know, the pan flute in the background, you know, and just whatever it is that starts it off very quiet. And then, dun 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 yeah. dun dun Like, I almost, I almost, like, you know... I won't even say. <laughs> it was it was a, a crazy experiment experience. I hit the gas. I was at a red light. I hit the gas accidentally. I was like ah. <laughs> so, anyway, that was a long time ago. But that's the point. Is like that even though you know it's coming, when you don't know exactly when, it it still was actually it was a jump scare. Um, and they did a great job with it. I've worked haunted houses. Things don't normally pop up and scare me like that that much. So I will say that for Star Wars to to get me. They did a great job because they made it so um, hard to see what it was. So what they do over here is they're over the pit. You've got it, it, it barely sees the beak like it barely sees it. And you're looking at it saying, what is that? Even though we know what should be in there, mm-hmm. we're still saying what's in there. And as soon as we get a glimpse of what it is, the thing jumps up. And I'm like, whoa, like it wasn't like we looked at it and somebody says, Hey, what is that? And then it zooms in a little bit and then it happens. Like they did it so quickly that it was a perfect timing for an actual jump scare. They didn't they didn't do the cliche wait and stare at it too long. 
I didn't. That's okay, what it was. so I didn't jump. I was more surprised that it wasn't either dead or dying because of how, you know, Boba cut his way out of this thing when the season first jumped off. Like, I right, was expecting right. him to go there looking for his armor, and, and this Sir like would either be dead or close to death. Like, I, I didn't right. expect it to have all this life and, like, just jump out of the hole that it's in. Like, that was, okay, well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Sure. Well, I'm pretty sure it's done now because it they has, dropped it, a they, seismic they, charge. There's no way that it lived through this. If it lived through this, that would be impressive. <laughs> well, then she she after she's getting it, she's like trying to reach a button. So she actually have to, has to unhook herself and then climb up. And she's like up against the glass. They did like a whole Jurassic Park thing on the glass. And then um, she hits the button. Charge goes down. She goes fire in the hole you know just cliche fire in the hole and then thing blows up you see like the old steel um jabba's old barge kind of get like sucked in a little bit yeah. because of the the impact there yeah. and the uh and i'm like okay pretty cool i love that it's still there we're still seeing some stuff but um they're all good they back up and without without saying much even though you know they killed the thing boba just says next time don't touch my buttons sure <laughs> Like, okay, <laughs> basically, like I had it under control. No, no you, you didn't. didn't. She actually helped you out, and thank God. <laughs> you did not. You did you not have things under much. control. Like you, you were both anyway. going to die, and she saved everybody. Like, yep. Don't touch my buttons. So, okay. so he goes ahead, jumps in the pit, and starts crawling around through the acid. He comes back up. He's like, he can't find anything but junk. So obviously, you know, he would have seen it because it's Beskar, but it's not there. Right. And at this point, he's burning from the acid. So I think that's the thing that we're, we're remembering here more and more. She even says, you're, you're burning. And she's pouring water all over. She goes, you need to back to tank. Yeah. Okay. So that gives us more on top of he's not just been out in the sun for so long. He did just like swim around in the stomach acid of a Sarlacc to find his armor. Okay. Well, then that makes some sense. That's why he was... So weak there. Sure. So, um, they're hanging out. They're sitting by the fire. And this is a line that I think is really good because it's, it's finally giving us insight into why he's who he is right now and why he's doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And he asks these questions. He goes, how many times have you been hired to do a job that was avoidable? If they only took the time to think how much money could have been made, how many lives could have been saved? And he just kind of goes off, and she's just like, well, this is blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, well, it's time for us to take our shot, you know? Like, everybody else had this and that and their own things that they were doing, but the reality is, like, whatever. And he's just like, no, no, I'm tired of, of doing this. Like he said earlier, I'm tired of working for idiots. I want to just have my time to be in control here. So um, he basically says, I'll do, like, you know, your debt's paid, you're good to go, but if you stick with me, I can give you something better than anybody else. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be loyal to you and I'll pledge my life to protect yours and I'll cut you in on what I make. Like, you're going to be like a, like a partner with me. We'll, we'll do this, you know, that way we can finally get out of this hunting. So, so she laughs and she's like, what? I, the line, mm -hmm. how many lives could have been saved? How much mm -hmm. money could have been made if we had just sat around and thought before we actually did something? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I get this nagging suspicion that either he or Disney is actively undermining the power and reach that the Empire had. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just 
it's not just like the bounty hunters that were doing a lot of damage. No. It was mostly the Empire that was doing a lot of damage to the universe. Oh, And absolutely. for him to say that, it's like, ah, that's not, like, you can't, you, you can't take on all that blame, dude. Like, that's, that's a bit much. Like you right. could have, like you no, could have. He wasn't sat, taking on the blame. You could he have sat around. I understand. You could have sat around and done all the thinking that you wanted to do. It wouldn't have mattered about like life loss at all, one way or another. Whoever was doing the hiring or the empire or anybody with any substantial amount of money would have been able to get the job done with or without you. So no. to me, this this is just like uh, it's a little. To me, it's a He's, little self indulgent. Like his his right. it, like I, before this moment, I was like. He doesn't really have an ego, but now it's like, oh no, there's your ego right there. And no, he's it's... not saying he's not saying anything about himself. He's sa- he's talking about them. He's saying if people just use their heads, he's specifically people, talking not, no, about being a bounty hunter. He's not talking no, about no, no. people. No, he's talking about the people who hired him. He's saying if they just use their heads. He said he didn't say they. He said we. He said mm-hmm. we. If, if they we only just took thought, the, he if, said if they only took the time to think. Check the subtitles. Sure. He says they. He's talking about them. He's basically saying all the people that have hired him were dumb. They didn't stop to think. They just wanted to fight. Okay. That's that's why I'm saying I disagree with what you're saying because you're you're taking it as if it was him who who was saying this about him. Like I'm so dumb I did this. He goes no 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 no. no. I'm dumb. not saying that he thought he was dumb. I'm saying that the 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 wordage that he's using here when he I I could have sworn he says if we just took the time to think. He's just looking at life differently right now. He's looking at, at lives with more value because of everything he's gone through with just well, everything. You know, I he don't spent know. his I whole just, life being a bounty hunter. I'm still very much I'm still very much against like the character change and, and the way that I'm and I've I said this before about other things within Disney, the way that this character is just so nerfed. Like it, like the entire it's true the entire backstory the entire lineage of Boba Fett and, and and just the mystery behind this character has just been stripped away, and now he's it, it, like and you said it a couple of week ago a couple of weeks ago he's just a weak old man now, and mm, well it, it it kind of the way that this episode ends like everything that's been laid out in this season the way that things are building. And I'm jumping ahead, and I apologize for this, but the way that he says, okay, fine, these families don't have to help me succeed in my mission. I'm going to do it on my own. I don't think it's going to end up turning out too well for you there, buddy. Like, it doesn't seem like... No, 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 there's more to it. There's more to it there. And it's, and it's an obvious, it's an obvious, like, cliche setup. You are placing, is. I think you're placing way too much faith in this television show, dude. Like, you're, well, you're, like, you like it. You let I just don't I don't see it that um, way at somebody all. Somebody has to give it the benefit of the doubt. Go for I'm, it. I'm just saying, like we've we've seen shows so far, you know, in the past few years I've been watching on Disney Plus because Disney Plus has put out some some great shows, some great TV. Um, but we've also had some times where we start doubting, but then in the end we go, oh, okay, I see that. But by far, this has been the biggest stinker show since we've been doing this. Yeah, we've been doing this for two years, and since since we started everything here, this is definitely the everybody's least favorite that's come out. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 the ratings show it as well. It's like people are just like, "What is this? This is not what we've seen." Now we have to understand too. Again, Disney, not Disney, whatever. I mean, you've got a character like let's just say Jack Sparrow, right? Jack Sparrow <laughs> was not he was not a good guy. He was just a selfish guy always until the very very end. You know, I mean, well, even that, whatever. Jack Sparrow's a selfish guy. 
but he wasn't a bad guy. And everybody always looked at Boba Fett as a bad guy, per se, but I don't know. They're tr yes, they're nerfing the character. I'm agreeing with you. It's just they had to find a way to get him out of the whole, like, he's a list of villains, you know? Just like they did with Loki. They took Loki, who, you know, in, in, in one single episode, turned him good. For the most part. Mm, okay. You know, so it, they're, they're doing that. They're taking these villains and, they're, and they're, they're giving them a chance for redemption. Unlike stuff like Maleficent or Cruella and all that stuff where it's like, evil's great, go ahead and just be evil. <laughs> Whatever. So I think it's, it, you bring up Sparrow. <laughs> a lot of, so a lot of that character wasn't even Sparrow. It was more Cutler Beckett out of yeah. those last two films that like made Sparrow like the hero of that franchise. Well, yeah. So like that's, that's, right. that's a little bit different. And even here, like, I don't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go so far as to say that Boba Fett was a bad guy. He was just doing what he was paid to do. He was doing his job in right, a but, universe but, that kind of nurtured that, that mentality. That's prior, prior to seeing him come back, uh, we'll say prior to seeing Attack of the Clones, I'll even say, because that was just a prequel and it kind of gave us a little bit of insight as to who he was and what happened to him. Um, everything we saw about Boba Fett, were like, oh, he's a bad guy. Why? Uh, we he was well because because he got hired that, because he got hired to take on. Uh, would you say that stormtroopers are bad guys? They're known as the bad guys. I'm talking cliche, basic con concept. Yes, they were also hired. That's 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 the whole point. Is that we're looking at it. We we would if we were to categorize only good guys and bad guys, Boba Fett would be in the list of bad guys. I've never done that. If you, but I know because we, we, live, in that, we that. live in that gray area. Not even, you know? not even because Star Wars itself was that gray area. You're not going to uh -huh. tell me that that Luke didn't skate that line. Oh, of course. So that's that's why I'm like, okay. So if Star Wars is like the original, well, like one of the first trilogies or the first like big franchises of movie to come out and like blur the line between your typical good guy and bad guy, I think the concept of that whole thing is ridiculous and it's just lazy to me. So when I look at Boba Fett, I never saw a bad guy. I just saw this is a bounty hunter. He is doing his job. He was hired to do something, and he's going to do it. That doesn't make him mm -hmm. a bad guy. No, it puts him in the middle, right? Not even. Where's it? Doesn't make him a good guy. How is it? He's not an ant. He's a protagonist. How about that? Sure. Fine. No, 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 he's. A, I mean, he's an antagonist, rather. Ah, uh, I wouldn't say he's an antagonist. He wasn't a protagonist. What did he do that was bad? He did not kill Han. No. But he was working for the bad guy, therefore did something bad. Any henchman hired is considered, hey, it's a bad guy. Not like, hey, it's the bad guy. They're considered, I'm just talking, it, it's basic, um, just semantics. So they're, they're taking this character that was mostly seen from most people. Listen, you and I are a different type of movie watcher, Okay. But the like, let's say a kid's watching a movie. Let's say, let's just say a seven-year-old boy is watching Star Wars. They're gonna be like, "Oh, Boba Fett's the bad guy here because they took the good guy away." Like that's how people see things. I'm not calling everybody who watches movies, you know, seven-year-old kids. But I'm saying like, if you were to look at something and have a black and white thinking, haha, name drop, um, then you would say he's in the category of bad guys. So what they're doing here is they're saying he had a change of heart. He's recognizing what's important. He's, he has regrets that he, he worked for these people that, were, that had 
um, evil plans and saying, wow, we could have saved so many lives and so much money if we didn't listen to these guys. Now we have a, now I have a chance right now to change things around, to be the one in control, and to, as he says later on, not lead out of fear, but lead out of respect. He doesn't do that, though. He doesn't lead, he's out, of, trying. He doesn't lead out of respect. He's trying to, he he's clearly, trying to lead. He clearly pulls a fear move. When? The Rancor. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there, but still, he's, he's using that as a point to be like, I'm serious here, I've got some power. But that's but fear. He wasn't, he, that wasn't a... What's he going to do, sick the Rancor after them? Yes. No, the Rancor's in a pit. <laughs> okay, you're at a table, uh, you're having a conversation with a group of people. Yes. And th- things aren't exactly going your way, and uh-huh. that just becomes the moment where this giant monster starts making noise. That's a we'll fear get there. move. We'll we'll get there. Fine. But it was more of it was he was showing he was showing his power, his no, strength. He's, he's like, listen, fear. I've got that's this is fear. <sighs> but what he says in that conversation, which again, we're not even there, um, is something totally different. Okay, fine. So but I, I think the po- the point that I'm getting here in this whole thing was I thought that the dialogue between he and Fennec were very, it was a very good point to see because we're seeing a little bit more as to why he's doing what he's doing. At least they're not just like, as you say, nerfing him oh, no, and I, not explaining it. I agree. The dialogue, it the dialogue between the two of them is great. I just don't like it. Okay. <laughs> just, well, that's it. There we go. I think, the dial- <laughs> I think the dialogue is fantastic between the two of them. Both actors do a, an amazing job at conveying what's actually going on. I like mm-hmm. that Boba Fett has a change of heart and he's turning over a new leaf. And I... There's a difference between what he wants to do and what he's actually doing. That's that's mm. my whole point. And I mm. don't like it. Like it doesn't okay. make sense to me. That's mm. that's that, that that's a personal thing. I I'm I'm well aware of that, but yeah. So, she basically says to him after the whole thing, you know, living with the Tuscans has made you soft. Sure. And he goes, "No, it's actually made me strong. No, you can it's only made get you so soft. far with that." She's absolutely right. <laughs> it's made him absolutely soft. He says no one gets that far without a tribe and there's some reality there i mean but then there's also there's give and take there's pros and cons to being a loner you know in in a situation like this and you know pros and cons to you being with other people with other people as we've seen this with all superhero movies and everything especially spider-man you know don't let mary jane know who i am because then they can use her against me blah 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 Mm -hmm. you know as and then as opposed to now the new spider-man who is out and about nobody knows who he is so nothing's holding him back nothing's tying him back he can do what he wants and do what he needs to do because great power comes responsibility yeah yeah blah 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 so that's what they're getting at is like there there can be both ways but he's saying at this point listen regardless of how um it might seem like it's easier to do things on your own it's a lot better when you have somebody who has your back yeah so that's why he's pushing on the whole loyalty and the respect thing here that could also be because he had a change of heart though like i think well, if yes. he i think if he left the tuscan raiders and he decided you know what i'm going back to my old ways and i'm going to be a bounty hunter again and Mm-hmm. That's I, I think that's the kind of occupation that you're better off alone. Who wants to be, you know, splitting, oh, no, splitting rewards with somebody else? Like if I was a bounty hunter, absolutely, I wouldn't have a partner. I'd be solo. Uh, no, I'm reaping all the benefits. I'm keeping the reward and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be responsible for anybody else like that's. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're doing this when you're taking over like a crime family, like, yeah, you you want some backup. And we find out throughout the course of the season that it's really good that he has some backup. Otherwise, absolutely, he, absolutely. he would not be uh, where he is. He, he would have failed long ago. <laughs> so I really, I really want to watch the, um, 
the end, the after credit scene again from Mandalorian. I keep saying it for the past few weeks just because I want to see Bib Fortuna again and like how he came in. Sure. But anyway, they did give us a little thing here. So he, he's in the back to tank again and he's having a flashback of when he took the throne from from Bib. And all you hear is Boba. Mm. <laughs> and then, then, then he's done. Then Boba sits on the throne. Um, but. All of a sudden, the thing, the tank opens up, and the and the little droid comes up. He's like, "Congratulations, Master! You're completely healed." Sure, he is. Oh. And he comes out with his airbrushed abs, and he stands there and puts on his robe. Not kidding. Look at it again. I his know. abs are airbrushed on. I know. <laughs> it's not to rip on the guy. I mean, I would do the same thing. I'm I'm definitely not in the best shape to be standing there, you know, shirtless in, no, a, in a TV show. So not at go all. ahead, throw <laughs> airbrush some abs on. I'll take it. <laughs> But he's definitely lost weight since we first saw him in The Mandalorian. Absolutely. Sure. By far. He's he's not like, you know, a big Uncle Fester. So good for him. He looks much better. His eyebrows are fully back. That's that's how we can gauge how he's been healing is by the um, thickness of his eyebrows. His posture so. is a little bit better when he's standing up. Oh, yeah. He's like standing up straight. He's like he's he's, yeah. he's ready. Like, OK, he's ready to go. Sure. So I'm like so I'm happy now because that kind of takes that that fixes what we've been saying for the past few episodes like dude he's just getting his butt handed to him he's not doing so well it's like well he had quite a bit of healing that he's been doing it's not like he just sleeps in there for fun like he had a goal of complete healing sure and he wasn't there yet so but he had to keep getting out of the tank because things required him to get out of the tank you know he couldn't just stay in there for a month right you know um anyway he goes over to uh we, well, we go to garces tavern um Oh, he goes there too, and he sees uh, there's Chrysanthemum. Now Chrysanthemum is there, and okay. this is like I love this is this. like I love traumatized this. war veteran who's just so used to fighting his whole life is just sitting there getting hammered, and, and just he, he's getting very very drunk and very very angry. Yeah, and they made it very clear what was going on without any dialogue with him. He's just sitting there, and I'm just like, are they just like making him just like an angry drunk? So yeah. If I have if I have a talent that 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 I I pride myself on, it's knowing how to read a room. Mm-hmm. If I look over and I see a Wookiee getting incredibly <laughs> hammered, just 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 stewing in his own anger, I'll see you later, guys. I'm uh yep. I'm, I'm gonna take off now. And yep. and anybody who's with me Check, in my please. party, anybody who's with me in that party, I'm like, hey, we're 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 leaving now. Let's come on, everybody, get up. We're all leaving. But no, these these gamblers over in a corner, they're just continuously having a good time, despite the fact that there's this Wookiee who's just given them the evil eye. And it's oh, it was funny because at, at first I thought he was like looking for somebody to like take his anger out on. But OK, so mainly because I, I had to rewatch it and check because I thought that they were maybe like being too handsy or something with the um, the waitress, but they weren't. No. The waitress was having a good time. They were being nice to her. So he was just happy to see people happy. Or he was unhappy because he saw people yeah. who were happy. He did not want to see anybody else having a good time. Now, in that most other cases, you, you, you might see somebody who's like, you know, uh, they're on, you know, they're, they're on the rocks. They're not doing too well. And they see an opportunity to take out their anger and frustration because they see something bad happening. He didn't. He just didn't want to see people happy. No, not at all. Upset. Not at all. And, and you that know was wh- a very interesting way to, to do that with a Wookiee. So I can actually I can actually relate to this. And I'm sure you can too. Have you or anybody else, have you ever just you've had a bad day or a mm-hmm. bad week and it's Friday and the week is over, you're done with work or whatever it is that you were doing throughout the week, 
and you, you're 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 somewhere, you're around your friends, or you're at a bar or something like that, and you just start drinking, and it just it's not making anything any better. And everybody else around you is just laughing and having a good time, and you're like, I've had a horrible week. Why is everybody so happy? And it just bothers you. I've been there. I think a lot of people have. So I, I can't say I've been there. Usually, if I hung out and had a few drinks, I would just forget about the day and, and enjoy I've, I've, whatever I've, I was doing. I've, I've but, been the opposite a couple of times where, you know, you, you, you want to have a drink and you want to unwind with your buddies and it's just not helping. And you're just thinking about everything that bothered you, you know, throughout that mm-hmm. week or, or, or you're just down on your luck and it's just it's just making everything even worse. I've, I've been yeah. there. I know what it feels like. It's a cruddy feeling. And, yeah, I can imagine that. And I think it's it's I, I sympathize with him in that moment. Like and it's really weird that you said, you know, this is this is war vet traumatized. Like I kind of understand where you're coming from on that. And if that's the case, then that's the case. I well, I kind of look just, at it I yeah. kind of look at it as this is somebody who, you know, was hired by the Huts to do a job and he was let go and now he has nowhere to go. He has no other source of income or anything else like that. He he I he probably doesn't know what he's going to do next. And we get a whole lot of dialogue from from the um the maitre D here who's like you were a, a champion but those days are all over and it's probably just one of those things like my glory days are behind me but all mm-hmm. these people are happy. Why are they so happy? How come I'm mm-hmm. not happy and you're just drinking and you're making everything even worse? I completely yeah. sympathize with that mentality. So I I, mm-hmm. I really did I like this. Now when he rips yeah. the dude's arm off <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I had to laugh. <laughs> well, because we've always heard about Wookiees ripping exactly. people's arms out. So I was like, so, Oh boy, this is yeah. great. This is Well, it was great. like the the first time I watched it, I didn't see him rip his arm out. I I wasn't looking, I was I was kinda half watching when I first watched it. I thought he just crushed him. Mm-hmm. But then when I, I rewatched it and saw the arm fall, I was like, oh, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a real well thing where, she, I mean, Garza comes up and she starts talking him up and then she like talks him down. Yeah. You know, and she, I thought she did a great job. No, like, so clearly do I. she's, she's done this before, you know, and she's like, and hey, you leave, the, if you leave him alone and let everybody else have some fun, you, you ran a pretty, a pretty big tab. I'll, I'll take care of your debt. You'll be gold, golden. Right. And I almost thought he was going to take it. Yeah, for a minute it there. It seemed like he, but then he's just like, nope. nope. <laughs> Rip the arm out, pays the waitress, and leaves. <laughs> and she just kind of goes like, uh. And then you, you see Boba look at her, and he's just like, well, it was worth a shot. And she's like, huh, whatever. She looks over at Max Rebo, and she just goes, hit it, Max. <laughs> and I, I love that it's still Max, and not just some some other, you know, blue thing that likes to play the keys and this you know? is this is the whole thing about how how much of a western this is how and i'm not going to name any but how many westerns have we watched where it's like dude walks into the bar he sees somebody that owes him money he shoots yeah, him dead yeah. and the piano player <laughs> looks over and just keeps on playing and it's business yep. as usual and everybody goes back to the party and they like just right. drag the body right. out of the back like this was yep. it was it was pretty well done for what it was oh yeah <laughs> That was the only thing about this episode that kept the Western feel. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Boba follows, follows him out there, and he's like, hey, mate. Uh, which, I don't know, just. Hey, mate. mate. He, he's, like, he's like, hey, hey mate. mate. <laughs> and he's just like, basically offers him a job. Which, yeah. I mean, we saw this coming. Oh, yeah. That he was eventually yeah. going to work with him. Why introduce this character if he wasn't going to pop back up again and somehow be on his side? Because he's building a team of Power Rangers. I mean, you know. Just a family. Um, where were the, where were the Power Rangers in this episode? By the way, I don't know. I don't 
know either. I don't know. But whatever. Um, so now he's back at his place. Kind of cuts right over to it, and he's hanging out with the Clatoonians, the Aqualish, and the Trandoshans. So um, I, I want to. I do want to say something. I think to what you said, where where were the um the bikers and the Power Ranger crew? I think that would have made this scene a little bit better if he was mm-hmm. you know kind of surrounded by the outcasts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, this is oh, my crew. These are my people. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. want them. Tatooine didn't want them. They've all been, you know, either fired or forgotten about, and I'm taking them in. I think that would have been better, and it would have, even though I don't like what they're doing with Boba Fett, it would have hammered home what he's doing. And I, I well, that would have made things a little bit better and a little bit easier to swallow for me. If if I think that's the overall idea of what's going on, but mm-hmm. it, I I see you you wanted a, more of a more of a visual display of yes, that in yes. this episode. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Like, even if um, it's... I I think we I think maybe next episode we'll see them b- back because there was a lot of meat in this episode. Yeah. A lot of things happened here, so like I I, I they it's gonna, gonna it's gonna go look it's gonna look kind of cartoonish. Like he's surrounded by this hodgepodge of like you know. Put together the rejects exactly. <laughs> put together rejects from a, from around Tatooine. Like it's gonna look like, eh. but I think for what this show is trying to be and for what Boba Fett is trying to do, I I mm-hmm. think you kind of need a scene like that. Oh yeah, like it's. I th- I, and I think we're gonna get it. I mean, we're four episodes into a seven episode. Yeah, we're halfway through. I mean, we're a little more than halfway through now. So we've got three more episodes to wrap this up, and I'm sure we're gonna see more of that in the next episode. Right. Um, because I don't think there's too much that's in the middle anymore. No. Um, as far as flashbacks, I mean, we're pretty much caught pretty up. Pretty much caught I mean, up. Because he doesn't get his armor until he bumps into um, Mando. So, or Din. I gotta keep calling him Din. Din. Anyway, so he's hanging out. He's got all these guys who are like, you know, the past generals that are kind of over, over. Uh, they're ruling over those those parts of of um, the area, those sections. So the Cletonians, the Aqualish, or Aqualish and the Trendoshans. And he basically says, like, you guys, you know, help me out. I know when Bib was here, you guys kind of all got, you know, screwed out of the deal. But, you know, just like when you were here with Boba, or, yeah, I mean, with, um, with Jabba, all these names are so similar now. It's just yeah, too many names in my head. <laughs> um, you could acquire wealth and riches again if you just listen, yeah. you know, and, and work with me. Um, so they're pretty much just like... As soon as they ask, like, you know, what prevents us all from just killing you and taking what we want? And as soon as he says that, cue Rancor. Yeah. <laughs> and all you get is just the Rancor's, like, was it his hand? Wait a second. How did the Rancor's tiny little hand? Oh, no, it, they don't have tiny hands. No. Yeah, his hand reached up and grabbed the grate underneath giant, one of their feet. Giant, giant claw. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, then you just get Boba. Easy boy. Yeah. Oh, he's hungry. And he yeah. throws him some food. Now... Yes, there is a level of fear that he was using there because that's how they're going to respond. But he followed it up with, listen, here's the deal. I'm not going to be a jerk to you. You know, I could be because I have the ability to and the rancor. He has, exactly. You know? He has the rancor. But, but that's, that's, but that's all he has. He's, he's, <laughs> saying, he's saying, I've got this. You know, it, it seems like he also has chrysanthemum too, which is okay. Sure. You get a Wookiee and a rancor. Those are some chrysanthemum. Hang some on, some heavy chrysanthemum hit. and Fennec are both standing there, armed. They are both like, oh, this chrysanthemum is, was there. This okay, is, I didn't this see is, him. Yeah, he was. He was there. Fennec was there. They both have guns, and then okay. a, a giant raincore beneath them starts a rumbling. Mm-hmm. This is a fear move. There is nothing about I am going to rule with respect. He is 
well, absolutely but, using but, fear in this moment. But look what happened here. He didn't respond with, yeah, you better listen to me. Like, he basically said this. He goes, join an alliance with me until the Pike Syndicate's taken care of. You know? And they're like, no. He's like, okay. He's like, fine. Then I'll do it alone. There's he a reason say, why they better. say no. There's a reason why they say no. Well, one of them has a reason why they say no. It's because they're making money off of what they're doing. Right. Right. That's a that's 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 an incentive. That that's not mm-hmm. it's not like that's not important. Like <laughs> True. Like okay. But they could they, but he was trying to prove you could make money other ways too. But Sure. You know, that's what he's getting at. But he gets to the point where he doesn't sit there and push. He goes, "Fine. Then I'll do it alone. The only thing I'm asking is that you guys remain neutral if they approach you. Like just basically stay out of it." And they all said, "That sounds good." So it's like, "Okay." So and again, that's a level of respect where they're like, fine, you know, we'll stay out of it, but we're, you know, we're not going to agree with you, but we're not going to um, join with them, which I, I kind of believe. I don't. To a point. We'll see. There, there's I, a I couple of reasons why I don't believe I, I this. Feel, I, feel, I feel like one group might not. Yeah. I, there's At a couple of reasons why I don't believe this. One, because if they've all, well, I'm going to go ahead and assume that there are a lot of crime families on Tatooine that are making money. From from mm-hmm. these 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 um these spice runners that, that this deal that's going on here that's one another reason is and it, this comes up in in a lot of movies where where storytelling mechanics like this are used how much of what a person says out of fear can you actually believe like like little things like that always come up and it's kind of cliche True. but it's just one of those things like you're going to say whatever you have to say in this situation to get out of that room. Like, True. <laughs> I, I want to True, leave this but... room alive. I do not want this Wookiee to rip my arms off, and I don't want this Rancor to eat me. So anything I have to say to Boba Fett right now to ensure that doesn't happen and I can get on my speeder and Vamos, we're good. Yeah. So that's, that, that's where I'm coming from. So no. Maybe one or two of these families will, you know be neutral in everything that's going on but you know i'm fully expecting the majority of 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 these crime syndicates around to not really back up their words like something something's gonna go down but i don't think it's ultimately gonna matter because of how this episode ends Mm -hmm. like it's looking like it's gonna be a clean sweep (laughs) yeah well yeah so basically we get to this point where they're just kind of standing on this balcony, which I'm like, oh, it's cool that they have a balcony. You can look out at stuff. Yeah. You know, we're, we're seeing more of this palace, which I think is great. Cause mm-hmm. We never really saw much in the original because they only had enough budget to make a couple of rooms. And now it's bigger. So cool. Um, so he's like, you know, how much treasure do we have? And he goes like, I've got a ton of credits. And she's like, and, you know, when I need his muscle, she's like, well, credits can buy muscle if you know where to look. And as soon as she says that, Mandalorian music is, is playing in the back. Sounds like they're going to hire... Yeah. They're going to hire Din. They're, they're going to hire the lot of them. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, uh, well, like, a, you know, like, a, like th- that's those what... that are allowed to work with Disney. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's awesome that they're tying it back in. Cause I, I would love to see, I mean, maybe it's just cause I've been, I've been missing the Mandalorian cause this show is just so not <laughs> right. Mandalorian. Yeah. And we've been wondering too, like after the second season of Mandalorian, when you know um, Grogu makes his leave with Luke, like 
what exactly Din is going to do. I think now we know. Mm. Maybe he just returns to his creed and he continues on his journey of being, you know, a hired gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it, make, it makes kind of makes sense. Yep. So we shall see where it goes. Creed. <laughs> grief. Same as grief. It was grief. Sure. <laughs> grief, grief, carga. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah, that's this episode. So, I think what makes it better for me is I like the table scene. I like that we see it's going somewhere. Um, I really like the throwbacks to the Mandalorian. I, I like Chrysanthemum joining the gang. You know, so I, I, I liked a lot more of it the second time than I disliked. That scene with him chasing after the mouse... <laughs> was like it was so stupid that that ruined the whole thing for me and i'm just like i can't believe we're here i can't believe we stooped so low yep but when i got over it and recognized it was a quick scene you know it wasn't like the big it was there was so much more after that that helped me forget about it i was like well whatever but it really did not need to exist there's no reason that episode that part of the episode needed to exist so I don't but, know. I'm, I mean, again, I don't want to poo-poo all over this this show. You don't have to. I feel, I, I feel, I you know, I just, I want to try to f- give it the benefit of the doubt. I know because you do. we might see some really cool things happen when they when they start bringing in the other characters. Um, because why else would they keep playing the Mandalorian theme throughout this episode? They just kept they keep on, you know, foreshadowing some type of connection back to Mando. When I think, and I think that's a problem. I think when. You're watching a television show and you're more excited from something external coming in. I don't think that's a good thing. It, it's it's, no. it's for for what you're watching. Like you should be invested in the characters that you have in front of you, not wishing mm-hmm. or pining for something else that hasn't been introduced yet. Or ooh, right. this was teased. And when you're more excited for the tease than the actual outcome of the story, that's that's not a good sign. So right. I just but, I don't know, man. This mm-hmm. this I don't think this was the right show i don't think this should have been made it was it's it's solely for the purpose of of giving fans what they want out of boba fett and that's it nothing more but they're not giving fans what they want they're not giving fans what they want out of boba fett at all no you're absolutely right there but you're giving them something else and saying oh you'll eat it listen exactly it is it, it right now it is what it is we're here we're in it and for the long haul and i just i don't know i'm not I'm not feeling it. Are there are there things about, you know, the show that I like? Sure, but for the most part, this is this is not something that I think I will ever go back and revisit. Like I'm sure mm. in a couple of years I will go back and I'll revisit the first two seasons of Mandalorian. No problems mm-hmm. because it's fantastic. This yeah. I don't think I would. Like this mm. is not 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 my thing. <laughs> not my thing. I don't thing know. It depends on how it ties in because then I might consider it. Sure. But I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater because I feel like this there's, there's a lot of stuff that's going on here that that is positive for the franchise. But that's me just being hopeful, you know. Somebody has to be hopeful. In, you do <laughs> so, it, man. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll All do right. it. All right. Well, that's about it for today. Thank you guys so much for sticking around, listening to us go back and forth about this fourth episode or fourth chapter of the Book of Boba Fett. We will be catching back up next week with uh, chapter five. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye, everybody.